eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna alongside 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting. Masters League. It's official, baby. You had Gus Malzahn on yesterday, head coach of Central Florida. Talk to him about his Masters pick. I still hadn't even listened to that episode yet. Who did he pick? He said he's pulling for Tiger. I, th- I think that's what he said. I was wondering if he was going up to Augusta this weekend because I read, I don't know, back when he was at Auburn, like they wrapped up A Day and then he didn't even review film. He just went to the final round. I think it was like back in 2015. So I was trying to get that out of him. But uh Coop, listen to the interview. It's it's a good one. Gus had his guard up. Um, but we, we hit on a variety of different subjects. Uh it, it it was fun. I'm just happy that me and you are back together. It's been what, uh, a week or so since we've last done an episode. I know we've done some emergency podcasts here and there, but um a lot has happened. You know, you go out of town for a few days and, and unplug, and then, man, it's like boom, 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 boom. All this news happens. So uh, I'm fired up. We got a lot to talk about. Boys have been busy. Boys have been busy. I'm in Smashville right now. I'm at headquarters. Preds played two nights ago. I don't know if they played last night. Great city, though. Enjoyed it. I had to go to headquarters yesterday. I woke up, had a cup of coffee, felt a lot better yesterday than I feel today. Nice 30-minute mm. walk to headquarters. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Beautiful day. Yeah, this morning, rough. Two hours in the shower trying to put it together. A little pod and rally. That's where we're at. So I'm, I'm here to carry the show. Hey, that's why you got the director title, baby. That's why we love you. That's why you get paid the big bucks. So I'm going to jump on your back because you're the guy I need right now. So let's let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit of football Ohio State, Mark Pantone, our good friend, Oyster Boys, Wall of Fame, legend. Buckeyes, they keep it rolling. They get a commitment from James People, number five running back in the country on Sunday. Top two, four, seven running back at that. Mylon Graham, number five six star. receiver, five star as well. Buckeyes, 
up to number four in the 24-7 sports ranking. Hey, Drew, they might not be done yet either. Remember that guy, Aaron Nolan, that we like a lot? Number seven quarterback in the country. He announces this Saturday, 8.30 Eastern time, live on the 24-7 sports YouTube channel. You teed it up. I read it. <laughs> Drew, your thoughts on Ohio State and what they got cooking here? They keep loading up on offensive skill talent, right? What did we talk about all year long in the 2023 cycle? Or I should say, you know, uh, during the signing day shows, hey, Ohio State has this awesome collection of pass catchers. They have this awesome tight end. Uh, Brandon Ennis, Carnell Tate, Noah Rogers, Bryson Rogers, Jelani Thurman, all those guys were committed. And it's not surprising, but here we are uh, a few months really into this cycle and Ohio State is assembling another cast of weapons. You have Jeremiah Smith, our number one ranked wide receiver. He wasn't up at Ohio State this past weekend with the rest of his seven-on-seven -seven teammates. He was actually running in the Florida Relays big track meet uh, at the University of Florida. But he was tweeting, he was tweeting at them. Uh, so they have Jeremiah Smith in the boat. And then they add Mylon Graham. And, and Coop, uh, we just retweaked our 2024 rankings. Mylon Graham for us was a guy – that we put in, gave him a fifth star. He's inside number 26 overall right now. I think he is a lot opposite of what Jeremiah Smith is, right? Graham, to me, is a big play waiting to happen. Jeremiah Smith's the same, but uh, Graham is a guy that can pick up a bunch of yardage after the catch. He's got linear burst, and he's got excellent vision in the open field. And this is a kid that's from the state uh, of Indiana, um, someone we like a lot. I think Ohio State felt good about him throughout the process, but they get him in the boat. And then James Peoples running back out of Texas. Remember, Ohio State didn't sign a ball carrier in the 2023 cycle. They had Mark Fletcher committed throughout much of the process. He flipped late to the University of Miami. Uh, so James Peoples probably way more important uh, than getting getting Mylon Graham uh, on board. But man, I, I mean, if you're Air Noland, and, and we can get into more of Nolan and his decision here in a little bit, but like, or any quarterback out there, I mean, you're going to be surrounded by offensive skill talent and really, really good offensive skill talent uh, if you were to end up in Columbus. Ohio State, when they go to Texas, to me, they're so selective. And a guy like James Peoples, you know, you think about him and, and you go back and you're like, all right, who are some other guys? And I wish I had more context here. But I think about Garrett Garrett Wilson from Lake Travis, right? One of those guys. Jeffrey Okuda as well. Another top five draft pick for Ohio State. I know you're doing some research on that right now, Andrew. But, you know, they, they are very intentional with their time and with their efforts in the Lone Star State. And then, you know, when it comes to Mylon Graham, as elite of – two classes as Brian Hartline has put together in consecutive years. There's not one player that really reminds me of Mylon Graham in last year's class. He's different than Carnell Tate. He's different than Brandon Ennis. He's different than Noah Rogers. He's I think the, than Bryson Rogers. I think the closest thing maybe would be Noah Rogers, right? But not, not the same rack capability, right? You know, ability to run after the catch. And, and I Coop, think that's his game. And Coop, I think you you always bring this up. And since I first met you, I mean, you're a guy coming from the other side. When you, you look at a wide receiver room, you're trying to build a basketball team, right? A, a bunch of guys that can do a variety of different things. And, and this is someone that they, they don't really have. And yes, Brandon Ennis is someone that 
can can move the chains and and bounce off someone and, and find green grass, but he's not as long as Mylon Graham. So it, it, I do agree, he is something that they don't really have in that future wide receiver room. Well, you have the big play ability and guys like I would say Tate and Rogers are very well rounded, give you a little bit of everything. Brandon Ennis is going to give you toughness and dependability. Bryson Rogers is going to be a guy that could one day develop into a nice number three or number four receiver. And that's not to take anything away from him. And then you got Graham, not to mention Jeremiah Smith, right? And Graham is just kind of a guy that I feel like you can move around. It's more of a utility, has a versatility within your offense that you can kind of get creative with. So Ohio State, the way they recruit the skill position, it's it's elite. And the other thing about this is they're in the Midwest. I mean, sure, we can talk about Mylon Graham being a top 32 player and a five-star receiver, but this is kind of the blueprint that they wanted to get back to. And Pantone brought that up on the on the podcast. If you haven't listened to it, he said we got to find more guys locally, right, in this NIL uh, era right now. Mark Pantone, guest of the show, as I mentioned earlier. Also, I want to remind you, it does us very, it does us well. If our listeners not only subscribe to the show, but leave a review. And I also want to heed the advice of the great Bud Elliott. Ask us some questions in the review. If you have a viewer question, if you listen to the show, if there's something that you take issue with or there's something that you like or there's something that you would like us to talk about more. Please leave a review. It helps us a lot. And we'd enjoy that. I think what we'd like to do is build up to a mailbag, um, hopefully one day in the future. But Drew, back to the story at hand, all is well in Buckeye land. You want me to read some more guys that got from Texas because you kind of like. I'm kinda, sorry, now I've got your mind going a little bit. Right? Well, I like, yeah, Baron Browning, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, J.K. Dobbins, um, uh, Caleb Burton, J.T. Barrett. Uh, they have been very selective. But I, I don't want you to drive by in the listeners and not revisit it. So I, I did some research for you there. Not too shabby. It's pretty darn good. Jackson Smith and the Jigba just left him off. <laughs> How about that? Donovan right. Jackson. <laughs> Aaron Nolan, Drew. We got a decision coming up. Like I said, it's on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel, 8.30 on Saturday, 8.30 Eastern time. Top group includes not only the Buckeyes, but Alabama. Arkansas, Clemson, Miami, Oregon, and AM. Nolan was in Tuscaloosa on Monday after seeing Columbus for the first time over the weekend. Also took recent trips to Coral Gables and College Station and was also at Clemson. Drew, you're not so much of the, the juice guy anymore. But if I'm just asking you as a friend and somebody that I know knows the business, before we get into where we might think Aaron Nolan will attend college, out of those schools, what do you think is the best fit? Ooh, well, I just I just made the case for Ohio State, right, with uh, their collection of talent coming in. I, I think the one that intrigues me maybe the most, just knowing where that quarterback room's at and um, just kind of what what else is in play. 
I think is the University of Miami, right? Like I, I think to me that one makes sense. New offensive coordinator Shannon Dawson comes in, uh, comes over from Houston. They're gonna they're gonna go to more of a spread. We've talked about Aaron Nolan in the past. He's a a lefty that has thrown more touchdowns, thrown more yards, thrown more passes than any other quarterback in this 2023 cycle, at least the guys at the top of the board. And uh, he can operate in the pocket, right? I, I think a lot of people view him more as a dual dual threat guy, uh, but that's not the case. He, he wants to pick you apart. He's got a lightning fast release. Um, so I, I think Miami, who who took Emory Williams last cycle in 2023, more of a pro-style passer, uh, developmental type guy. I think he fits what Shannon Dawson wants to do, but Miami is, is the one that, I get excited about in terms of the fit um, and what he could do for the Hurricanes. Miami just has one commitment right now, and he could be kind of the guy that shapes the class for him. Um, look at these other schools, Clemson. Um, they have their quarterback of the future, Kate Klubnick, uh, Christopher Vizina behind him. Uh, Alabama's already got a quarterback committed. Texas A&M's already got a quarterback committed. Uh, Arkansas, to me, is another one that would kind of be intriguing uh, you know, the Razorbacks, new OC, Dan Enos, uh, who a lot of people are familiar with. He was at Miami, then he was at Maryland. Uh, he's been around, but when he was at Alabama, he coached up Tua, Tagaviola, and uh, Tua is obviously left-handed. Aaron Nolan's left-handed. So I, I don't know what direction this this goes. Um, no crystal ball picks yet. Steve Wiltfong, I'm, I'm, I'll be refreshing as I watch the Masters here over the next few days to see um, what the what the tea leaves are reading. Uh, but someone's getting a good one, Coop, and I think it's kind of one of our favorite passers. Obviously, he's ranked number eight for us, but just just one of our favorite passers. And and really, because me and you got around him in Atlanta at the Under Armour game, he has it between the ears, right? He's going to elevate your locker room. Uh, he's going to be a media favorite. He's going to be a fan favorite. Um, so, yeah, I mean, wh where do you think he fits? Clemson. And I think that jumps off the page. I mean, you and I talked about it, right? It wasn't soon after – we saw him in Atlanta at the Under Armour Combine that we're like, all right, he's he's got a Clemson visit lined up, and we know he's going to receive an offer once he steps on campus because this guy just fits Dabo Sweeney to a T. And it will be interesting because I do think the two programs that fit him very well are Ohio State and Clemson. And I'm more interested from an Aaron Nolan business decision standpoint where he sees himself because after Klubnik, I think you can make a, a fair argument that he could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a guy like Christopher Vizina. For sure. And Alabama, they already have Julian Sane in 2024. You know, you look at Arkansas, I think you make a, a compelling argument there, but I think that the teams for me would be Ohio State, Clemson. And those are really the two that I would focus on with him. And I think Ohio State's going to be really difficult to beat. And I, I just wonder how much Clemson has made him a priority. And um, I think this guy is everything that Dabo Sweeney embodies. And I really like what Dabo Sweeney has done on the recruiting trail the last year or so since, you know, I've been a pretty tough critic on him, but I think a guy like Aaron Nolan, you'd start to, you'd look at that quarterback room and you say, okay, Garrett Riley, Cade Klubnick, Christopher Vizina, Aaron Nolan, what they've done on the defensive line, the guys that they're bringing in, Nick, Nick Eason, 
what what wide receivers they're chasing now. Right, and I think that's probably a storyline we don't talk about enough. They got to get that room back up to where it's capable. I mean, there was a time, a brief period of time, where I thought that room is was on par with what Heartline's doing now. And, you know, Jeff Scott and obviously the success that Clemson had had, you start to lose pieces of that championship fiber, and Jeff Scott was a piece of that, and now he's back in the mix. And I don't know. I mean, I guess to me, to, to come back to this full circle, I just – I love the fit there. To me, it makes a lot of sense. And the other part of this that's intriguing is like, Ohio State's quarterback room all of a sudden has a little bit of like diversity in terms of the talent. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, right? Off-roading right here. Which quarterback room would you rather take? And in this era with the quarterback movement, I mean, who knows if they would all be there. But if you look at Ohio State's Devin Brown, number five quarterback in the 22 cycle, then they get Lincoln Kineholtz, who was a big riser for us, who's a gamer. You know, Mark Pantone compared him a little to Joe Burrow, number 11 quarterback for us in, in 2023. So you add Aaron Nolan to that, that, that's three there. Or would you rather have Clemson's, which Cade Klubnick, um, I call him Magic, the Energizer Bunny, number two QB for us in, in 2022. And then Vizina, number 10 quarterback in, in 2023. I mean, uh, both those rooms uh, would would be, uh, you know, like you said, diverse. Ohio State would have, and I think Clemson would have some that diversity as well. That's a great question. Uh, I, I, so are the the third arm would be Aaron Nolan at yes. either place. Yes. So we said Devin Brown and and Kine Holes with Klubnik and Vizina. Yep. I'm gonna go Ohio State. Yeah, but it's close, right? I'm a believer in Devin Brown. We hadn't seen it yet. It's still early, but I'm I'm a believer in his talent, his upside, and obviously I love where he is. And I'm a huge fan of Cade Klubnik. I know. And I think Vizina and Kineholes are kind of in a similar boat where they're just wild cards. Yeah. I think both those guys could hit big. I, I was talking to someone yesterday in the personnel world. Somehow, some way, Christopher Vizina's name came up. And he was like, whatever it is, he has it. He's a dude. And I've been around him plenty. Love the makeup. Physically, I've seen him throw. And you watch him live and in t-shirt and shorts. And you're like, okay, I get it. And then you see some brief moments when he's playing games and he puts it together. It's just, can he, can he do that consistently? Yeah. And now that he's under the tutelage of Garrett Riley, I think you feel a lot better about the whole picture. Yeah, and then remember again what what Pantone said about Kineholz, you know, the kid from South Dakota, uh, multi-sport athlete who showed up to the All-American Bowl and was kind of, uh, I think, I don't want to say deer in the headlights, but the stage was big, um, struggled a little bit early on, and then he came alive in, in the game, reversing fields. I think he, what, ran 40 yards, threw it up into the end zone, and really made one of the, the plays of the day. Um, and, you know, I, I was asking Gus Malzahn, he was on, on the podcast. Hey, what, like, what do you look for in, in, in quarterbacks? He said, uh, winners, 
which we've now heard from multiple people in the personnel world, uh, and guys that can essentially create and, and, and keep plays alive. And, and that is Lincoln for sure. Uh, and I, I would put Aaron Nolan in that same category. Um, you know, he has a stellar record uh, on Friday nights and he's mobile. He can move around uh, and, and extend plays as well. But again, I, th- I think Nolan's someone that wants to pick you apart from the pocket. Great in-depth conversation on Aaron Nolan, one of the best quarterbacks in 2024. Like we've mentioned, big day coming up for him. He's going to announce his commitment on Saturday on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. So if you're a fan of one of those programs that's in the mix for Aaron Nolan, make sure you tune in there. That's going to be a fun one to watch. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Drew some other quarterbacks and guys to monitor, I would say. And let me know if I get this name right. House NG. I've been calling him Haas in my head because I think it sounds great. Haas. Haas Heine is how I think you say it. Oh, gosh. No pre-production meeting this morning. Boys are in Nashville. Coop's battling back from a, a tough night. All right, well, I'll give you the, the spark notes on him, right? Haas was committed to Duke, opened it back up, trending towards TCU. It sounds like we're going to get some news here uh, in the coming days, just talking with some some different people, stuff coming across or across my desk. We only have this guy ranked as the number 39 quarterback right now, and there is going to be plenty of movement when it comes to you know where our arms are. But uh, I think he might be – the best athlete pound for pound when it comes to the quarterbacks in this cycle. Um, size is going to be the big knock on him, right? He is 5'11", 185 pounds. He's got smaller hands, but he is a four, five, six kid on the lasers in the 40-yard dash. He's got a 32-inch vert on record, 115-inch broad jump, and he's he's got multiple 10-6s out there. Don't want to say he's the fastest quarterback out there right now because um, Iowa commit James Reeser. Uh, just ripped off a 10-6 at, at a track meet, and then we got some other, we got some other burners out there. Who's the who's the other guy? I'm, I'm from from getting that's got some good track times, but this guy um, is a true dual threat talent. Um, played wide receiver as a sophomore, made the transition to quarterback as a junior, led his team to a Texas 5A Division One state title, threw for over 2,000 yards. Um, rushed for 1,200 yards, averaging just over 10 yards a carry. You put on the film of this kid, it is fun. Um, and it, if he does end up at TCU, I kind of just 
excuse me, I, I love the fit. Remember, the Horn Frogs had Marco Davia committed our number 11 quarterback. He decommitted, committed to Purdue. Um, I think Marco is probably the best passer in the Lone Star State for here for the 2024 cycle. Um, and, and anytime, you know, your plan A comes off the board or, or you know, you think you have him in the boat and it part, he, you part ways with him or uh, there's a changing, right, Garrett Riley left TCU, it's not easy to regroup. And and if, if, if the Horn Frogs can get Haas in the boat, I think it's perfect. Go back to, you know, their run up to the college football playoff, Max Duggan, um, a guy that isn't really run first, but he can, he can move the chains with the legs. Um, a, a guy that can get outside the pocket and, and just kind of make things happen. And to me, Haas can do that. I was going back and forth uh, last night with Gabe Brooks, our, our analyst in Texas, because we're just kind of prepping some stuff for whenever he does make an announcement. And I said, he reminds me of, I came up with two guys, right? Derek King, who was at Houston and at Miami, um, and then Khalil Tate when he was at Arizona. And, and those guys um, had chunk play scrambles all over. And yes, they were under six foot, um, but I think that's what Haas would would bring to the table. And TCU doesn't have a commitment yet in the 24 cycle or in the 2024 cycle. He'd be a good piece to get things going. And uh, again, Horn Frogs had the number 20 ranked recruiting class last year. We talk about the new look Big 12. Um, I think this would be a really, really nice pickup for them. Beautiful breakdown right there <laughs> by Andrew Ivins. Hey, that's a lot of juice in those comparisons. I mean, Khalil Tate had some juice. Derek King lighting it up in the XFL right now. And, and both those guys played different positions at points. Remember, King was a, a wide receiver a little bit for Houston, had a kick return. Um, NFL evaluators, front offices, when he came out, they wanted to try him at wide receiver. Same thing with Khalil Tate. I think he's in the CFL now. Uh, went through some NFL workouts as a wide receiver. So, look, I, I just think this guy can win games on Saturdays. Now, is he going to get a chance on Sundays? I don't know, um, but this is a college football recruiting podcast, and he's just kind of one of my one of my favorites. Um, you know, for me, he'd be maybe a, a blue star prospect if I was in a uh, a, a, a war room for a, a college staff trying to build out a recruiting board. Drew, explain to the people what a blue star prospect is for those who don't know. It's just the guy when you get in there, right? It's the guy you're going to stand on the table for. Um, you know, someone that. If you're meeting and, and we have this in our rankings meetings, it, it's just it's just kind of your guy, right? He checks the boxes for you. And I've never been around uh, Haas, and, and and I hopefully we're saying this right. There's gonna be some TCU fan that's or or some fan that's gonna be like, man, you guys are butchering his name. But it, it's someone that checks the boxes for you, and you're and you're willing to put your name next to him. So um, I like him. I, I like what he brings to the table. And if you haven't watched that that highlight tape, it's, it's pretty fun. Just him on the design runs and, and improvising and, and he can throw it as well. So 62.5% uh, completion percentage as a junior. I want us, the Oyster Boys, I just wish we had a merch store. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but think about if we got ahead of the curve with a guy like Haas Heine, and his Heisman campaign in 2027, <laughs> and it was Heineken. You know, you just put it, break it up into Ooh. Heineken. 
Sonny Dykes, man. He loves it. And then it's just the Heineken logo. Sonny Dykes always, dude, he was repping some, he's repping some cool apparel this year when they were doing all those good things. All right. What's it? The toad frog or what is it? What is it? The, the toad frog or whatever? Oh, I don't want to get in trouble, coach. Notre Dame fan base already got me pinned in a corner, dude. I'm not trying to upset anybody right now. So, um, quick hitters, Drew. Quick hitters. John Mitchell, number 17 cornerback in the country to Penn State last weekend's the Nittany Lions. I'm working hard for the boys at Lindy's right now. And guess what? I had to do a write-up on Penn State. I'm a big fan of Penn State. Up front and in the secondary, you sprinkle in a little bit of Drew Aller and Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. I think they're on the verge. I think they're going to break through in the next two years. Yeah. Um, this is one I, I saw when I was was on my mini moon, um, you know, got up a little hungover um, and, and and John Mitchell announced, I think it was on Saturday. Um, and it's, he's a guy that we just moved into our top 247. Cooper, you brought it up in the past uh, in our meetings. I think you've done it on this podcast. Hey, where are the cornerbacks right in, in, in this 2024 cycle? And John Mitchell was a guy I saw at a camp down in Miami. Uh, had the highest vertical jump of the day out of, I think, 250 kids. Uh, had the eighth fastest 40-yard dash. You, you put on the film, and, and you can see it in, in the one-on-one -on -one setting in, in shirts and shorts. He can go get the football. Um, and he's got two brothers that – actually, three brothers that all played college football. He's got one at FIU, one at Mississippi State, and then his other brother uh, graduated from Harvard. Uh, but I like this kid a lot. Right? And he visited Miami, and then he visited Penn State, and, and he committed – and. Um, you know, just knowing what Penn State and the Nittany Lions want to do on defense with Manny Diaz there, right? You know, they make it to the Rose Bowl. Um, we, we saw Joey Porter. He's going to be drafted this year. Last year, uh, Tyreek Castro-Fields went in the sixth round. Uh, I mean, they're churning out some some DBs. They also got a safety uh, drafted last year, going to have a safety drafted this year. Uh, Terry Smith deserves some credit. And I think the other big thing here for Penn State is this is their first guy they've pulled out of the Sunshine State for this cycle. We know Penn State wants to recruit national, right? They played that game last year um, at Auburn in SEC country. Uh, they realize that they need to get some 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 difference makers, impact players from uh, the fertile recruiting grounds. And, and John Mitchell, uh, he's got a teammate there at, at Jacksonville Mandarin High School. Shout out. That's where one of my good friends uh, played football. Um the, the, Antonio Bel Belgrave shorter, uh, another corner. It sounds like they're in a good spot for him. So nice little addition for, for Penn state. I, I think John Mitchell can play. And again, they're pulling him away from some of these other schools. I know Miami wanted him, uh, some other ACC and SEC schools. So I, I like this take. And we always talk about what Penn state I think does on offense with Drew Aller and Nick Singleton and um, the, the offensive line hall last year. Well, they're getting it done on the defensive side of the ball as well. Kind of dipped into Alabama just a little bit last year. You know, Tamari and Parker, they had committed. Yeah. Um, one of our favorite guys and, and ends up at Clemson when he opened it back up. Dakari Nelson was a big get for them to get to the finish line out of Selma. Big safety, uh, big versatile cat. And then not to mention Drew. I mean, some of the guys they finished with last year that, that we really liked, uh, including guys like Elliot Washington, King Mack right from St. Thomas Aquinas and got almost pulled it off of Conrad Hussey. I mean, that, that would have been the, the cherry on top there for Penn State. 
the school that did get Conrad Hussey, though, Florida State. And Florida State got it going a little bit right now, not only on the field, off the field as well. Jaden Parrish, linebacker, commit, committed to Florida State in the Knowles earlier this week. Florida State continuing to get into South Florida a little bit, Drew. Yeah, and, and Florida State number six in the rankings right now. And I know it's early. I know it's early. But uh, you look at their class, there is a lot to like top to bottom. I know you talked about it with Bud. Luke Cromenhoek uh, gets his Elite 11 invitation this past weekend after an excellent uh, regional performance there in Orlando. Really wish I could have been at that. But I've seen Luke play in pads. Um, and I think we were ahead of the curve there, right? We moved him up way before uh, there was a ton of hype around him. So, uh, yeah, uh, Jaden Parrish, um, guy that we didn't, didn't have ranked. He's going to be ranked here in a little bit. Um, you know, he is someone uh, a little undersized, 6'1", 210 pounds, um, but he tested very, very well recently. I think he's got a 4'7 on the lasers, plays a little running back uh, on, on Friday nights. And um, I, I think there were some other schools that thought they were going to get him in the boat and then uh, he goes up to Tallahassee, um, Adam Fuller, Randy Shannon. Uh, they get him signed. And I think he fits what the Seminoles want to do on defense in terms of he's a an off-ball backer that can get sideline to sideline. And, and Coop, you also mentioned getting down into South Florida. I, I've brought this up plenty of times. The Seminoles, since Mike Norvell has taken over, have made the Tri-County area, right? So Miami-Dade County. Uh, Broward County, Palm Beach County, that's where Jaden Parrish comes from. They've made that uh, a priority, and, and, and Jaden Parrish joins Jamori Flagg, uh, inside uh, pass rusher, as guys from South Florida committed here in, in 2024. And then last year, I mean, Hakeem Williams, the five-star wide receiver, we brought up Conrad Hussey, Edwin Joseph, two-way player um, from Chaminade Madonna Prep. So uh, another good addition for the Seminoles, and, and they're chipping away at some of the big, big names down um, in in the tri-county area i love me some edwin joseph i thought that was such a sneaky pickup at the buzzer for florida state and and you add a guy like conrad hussey to that florida state listen they get a, they get a lot of credit as they should with the job that they do in the transfer portal but i thought quality wise last year they did a good job in the high school as well all right drew Another in-state rival for the Florida State Seminoles. Let's talk about Florida and Billy Napier. They get their signal caller in Austin Simmons, 2025 quarterback from Pahokee, Florida, a guy that we really like a lot. We had in the top 100, number 66 overall player, I believe, in a top 10 arm. And a guy that I really like, Drew, uh, that you know we have gotten to see live over a year ago uh, in Miami was the first time that I got to see him, but studying him since then uh, is certainly somebody that you can see the uptick with the player. But there is a caveat in this because there's some rumors swirling that Austin Simmons, who is a rising junior, could be reclassifying and joining the Florida Gators this summer. And apparently, as a college credits to do so, I don't even have those college credits he has as a <laughs> As a junior in high school, so I mean, he's got more credits than you did after two years of actual college, right? We're laughing, but that's probably one hundred ten percent true. I mean, I, a lot of thoughts. You called me on this, and when you called, I'm like thinking Austin Simmons in my head because I love the player. I'm thinking twenty twenty four. 
And then you're like, is this not crazy? I'm like, well, we've seen it. And he's like, no, we have not seen the jump of two years. And that to me is, is really interesting. I mean, we, we talk about this guy being the arm for the Gators in 23 and being the bridge between whatever the Gators have in their quarterback room right now and DJ Lagway. Yeah. Um, let's, if we talk, let's talk about Simmons first, right? You, and, it, and it's funny because I remember you were watching the 25 arms and you're like, man, I, I really, really like Austin Simmons. And I, 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 I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, he is left-handed, another lefty, we're talking about two left-handed quarterbacks on this podcast. That's, it's kind of crazy. What is, is it only 10% of the population left-handed and, and we're talking about two of them here. Um, the ball jumps out of his hands and I'll, I'll never forget Austin Simmons. I don't know if he threw at, at one of these mega camps down here, or, or maybe it was um, a power five assistant coach um, that I know that was making the rounds during the spring evaluation period. But they texted me right away after they saw him throw and they're like, yeah, I offered. They're like, I, I, it jumps out of his hands. And, and that is absolutely true. Um, it, reportedly Simmons throws 93 on the mound. Um, he's the number 10 left-handed pitcher for perfect game in, in Florida for the class of, of 2025 uh, throwing somewhere in the 87. I knew he, I know he threw two no hitters last year as, as a freshman. So uh, he's got the arm arm strength and, um, as a freshman, he only played in, I think, six games. There was some uh, eligibility, FHSAA, them going back and forth. I'm not a fan of the FHSAA. They didn't let me into the state title game. So I'm Team Austin Simmons and um, whatever argument that was. But then as a sophomore, he goes 9-3, and three, um, completes 67.4% of his passes. You, you like to see that number. Uh, 24 TDs to go against nine interceptions. But he threw – for just over 3000 yards and, and Coop, this, this nugget's crazy. I, I wonder if it's, if it's accurate, but he apparently tied Pokey's single season passing mark. Um, and the guy who previously held that is, is someone by the name of Anquan Bolden, a wide receiver in the NFL. So uh, he can play for sure. Um, now, if he is, and, and this rumor does prove to be true, I think what concerns me is he would be missing out on two years of live reps, right? Um, so I think he's got just over 18 starts at the high school level, and then you'd be dropping him into college. And we've talked about the reclassification stuff in the past. Um, the track record for that has been, it's, it's a small sample size, but it, it really hasn't, it hasn't been great. And I think that's the one thing that I'm like, Ugh, you know, I didn't, I don't, I don't like him kind of moving ahead, but Florida didn't take a quarterback in, in the 23 cycle, right? You know, uh, things fell out with Jaden Rashada. Things fell out with, with Marcus Stokes. They got DJ Lagway committed in 2024. So we'll see what happens, but um, I, I'm kind of not a fan of him reclassing like that just because he's missing out on the live reps and, and you want to see the bullets fly uh, on Friday nights because it's a lot different. Um, than, than running the scout team there in, in Gainesville. You need to learn how to play the position. Not only from a tangible standpoint, like tangible standpoint, he is, he is one of my favorite guys in 2025, hands down. I mean, I think he's got elite arm talent. and You see the baseball traits in his game. It's a very quick release. I would be very fascinated 
to kind of put 24 and 25 together and kind of see where he stacks up in terms of release time. But the ball pops. That being said, he is very accurate passer. Not overly reflective in his completion rate, but when you see him kind of in these live settings, to me, that's kind of what stands out about him. Very quick twitch, looks like a middle infielder kind of moving and navigating the pocket. I like him. And like you said, I think it's more about getting the live reps under your belt to build the nuances and subtleties. I'm like a broken record every time I talk about the quarterback, but like how you build timing, how you build anticipation, how you learn how to play with touch. Those aren't really things that you can practice. Those are, those are learned traits of playing the game and building instincts and building feel, right? They're not subject, they're, they're, they're not something you can quantify. They're subjective qualities. So I think for Austin Simmons, when you, you think about him and you look at all the tools that he has at his disposal, I mean, that's something that you don't want him to miss out on. And I mean, that's a big jump, man, from, from going to Pahokee as, you know, two years left to play to, hey, I'm going to go be running scout team for Florida. Damn, you got the room service coming coming in. One second. <laughs> is uh is this podcast pro left-handed quarterbacks? We had Kalen DeBoer on, talked about Michael Penix and, and that was Seth. like a mom the meatloaf moment right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Producer Lance, don't don't take that out. Um, but are, are we pro lefty? We're, we're, we're pro lefty, I'm left-handed. I didn't even know the, that. Fiance is left-handed. Your kids will be right-handed. Thank goodness. It won't be weird like their father. <laughs> that, that, that would be the hope. Um, all right. Any final thoughts on Austin Simmons before we uh No, I think we down? I think we covered. I think we're both fans. We both be a little bit hesitant with the double reclassification. I has that that has not can you recall one of those? A double reclass? Yeah. No, is that what you would is that what you would call it? I'm just trying to come up with shirt ideas over here. Uh yeah, I think that's what you call it. Double reclassification. Double reclass. We just coined that right there. Double reclass. I love it. Drew, I appreciate you picking up the slack. Guys, this pod will not be on video. And if it was, I don't know what we would rate the show. I mean, if you could look at me right now, a little beat up like Casper the Ghost. Okay. But before we get out of here, we need your master's pick. We got Gus's Tiger. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to go like (laughs) – Gus Malzahn goes Tiger Woods. Last time I was on here, I said Scotty Scheffler. Like, that's not – none of that is original whatsoever. Right, Something crazy would be like Bryson DeChambeau, but that's even crazier than everything. Um, I don't think one of the live guys can pull it. You know what, man? I'm kind of behind this guy in his comeback. I'm going to go Jason Day. Okay. I like the way he's playing. Producer Lance just texted me, and I actually took this one as well, Lance. Tony Finau as, as outside. I, I don't know. The weather there is going to be weird. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm fired up to, to watch the whole thing unfold. You can expect a lot of tears if Tony Finau wins the Masters. Did you watch the full swing episode of that? Yeah. 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 I'm Tony a Tony Finau's the man. I'm a Tony, Tony Finau guy now. What a, what a great dude. Dude. I'm just excited. My boy Brooks Kepka back in the mix, rocking the orange dude. I, like I said, man, 
love the live tour uh dynamic in this drew's putting his hat on backwards he's got major tiger woods walking up to the clubhouse vibes right now big day i gotta get on the road i gotta start getting ready for the masters vibes all right guys for our producer lance glenn lance glenn not lance ginn like ted ginn jr is what i said last time slipping up for our director of scouting the man the myth the legend the prince of florida andrew ivins i'm national recruiting analyst cooper Patagna. last thing i'm going to tell you make sure you subscribe to that show wherever you find your podcast apple spotify leave a review leave a question for the boys might be able to get to it live from nashville have a great masters week we'll see you next week and uh farewell It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.